Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Deep Drive Podcast, uh, episode 54. I'm here with my co host, Ryan. Uh, no Jack, no Jackson today, just two man show. We're going to go over our top 10 right fielders. We've got Jack's list, we don't have Jackson's. Um, so let's get into this. This is our last position list. Um, I'll just read off Jack's list to get us started so that we just get that out of the way. So at number 10, he has Max Kepler. At number nine, he has Teoscar Hernandez. At eight, he has Michael Conforto. Seven, Brandon Nimmo. Six, Mookie Betts. Five, Kyle Tucker. Four, Bryce Harper. Three, Aaron Judge. Two, Ronald Acuna Jr. And then number one, Obviously, he has Juan Soto. So now me and Ryan can go over ours. Um, I guess I'll start. Coming in at number 10, I have Mitch Hanniger of the uh, Seattle Mariners. At number 10, I have Teoscar Hernandez of the Toronto Blue Jays. All right. At number 9, I have um, Teoscar Hernandez of the Toronto Blue Jays. At number 9, I have Michael Conforto. At number eight, I have Michael Conforto of the Chicago Cubs. At number eight, I have Seiya Suzuki of the God knows who. Maybe the Giants or Red Sox or Mariners. All right. At number seven, I have Brandon Nimmo of the New York Mets, who's oh, not so a, who is not a right fielder, by the way. Um, just to put that one out there, we're going to blame Jack for that, for having him on his right field list. But Brandon Nimmo is a left fielder. Um. So yeah. That, so that all the fucking Mets fans who gets mad, who get mad at all these lists, namely Patrick Quinn, can suck it up. All right. Coming in at number six, I have Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. Same player, same spot. And then I have uh, Bryce Harper at five. Same player, same spot. I have Aaron Judge at four. I have Mookie Betts at four. I have Mookie Betts at three. Judge at three. I have Acuna at two. Acuna two, and obviously number one. Juan Soto. So, um, perfect. We've got this. Uh, I guess I'll just read off our cumulative list so we can just get this out of the way, and then we can talk about our list, see what's going on, and then talk about anything else that we want to um, coming at number 10, we have Seiya Suzuki of the Japanese Baseball League. Coming in at number nine, we have Teoscar Hernandez. At eight, Michael Conforto. Seven, Brandon Nemo. Six, Tucker. Five, Harper. Four, Betts. Three, Judge. Two, Acuna. One, Soto. So, um, any major disagreements? Not really. Like, you have Suzuki here. I just don't like to put guys who have never played an MLB game on my MLB list, uh, which is something that Jackson agrees with and Jack does not. So we're split two two Jackson here. Agrees with that because he Adley top ten. Believe no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Nope, he did not. You sure? Yeah, he was the only one who didn't. Um, I had Adley sixth, but I got bullied into doing that, and I will not be doing that again. I will say, though, like we know he's playing next year and he's gonna be starting, but I think it's a little different than a prospect. A little different. I think Sam's a little bit different than a prospect. I feel like we don't know that Suzuki's gonna be playing. Like we thought Sagano would be in the MLB last year, and then he went back to Japan. I think it's still super possible that Suzuki doesn't get the contract he wants, or just doesn't feel like moving across the like across the world to play the sport i, I mean really wants to play major league baseball and also on top of that is, do you, do you know him? a reliever right no like no, Sugano's, all the quotes sugano's a starter and he how was, is he he sugano yeah because age uh, definitely matters Yoki sugano he sugano um i think he's he's born in 89 so he's what 30 31 yeah 32 so that is that's not good math he's 32 also the um, difference is he's not a generational like. Say he's considered the best hitter since Hideki Matsui. 
Like, I, I'm not going to compare it to Shohei Otani because Shohei Otani is like, you know, like Shohei Otani. Like, but Shohei Otani wasn't regarded like Suzuki was when he was coming out of Japan. Like, was, he was because he was a two way player. Like, yeah, but, Ota- but Otani got the hype here, a lot of it. And also, he was way younger. Like, Otani was a prospect. He was like 23. Yeah. Um, whereas Suzuki's a 27 year old established guy who's had an 1,000 plus OPS in this in, in the MPB, which is a really hard league to hit in. Um, yeah, I think for, you know, for old- years. And, and Sugano is not a reliever. He was actually projected last year to be by a lot of people, the second best starting pitcher on the market after Bauer. Um, a lot of people thought, because last year, remember that narrative where where you guys, especially Jack, was saying that James Paxton would be better than Trevor Bauer. We're just, like, that was just, like, I, I wanted to say first, like, there was an era in which the way I used to rank players was just, hey, here's their 2018 to 2020 Sierra. That, like, it doesn't matter if a player's made an adjustment or if they've changed anything. Here's their raw 2018. It doesn't matter the context or nothing. And that might be one of the worst phases I've ever had as an individual in my life. Um, and that couldn't be more evident with Trevor Bauer. Or, like, just valuing volume. That's another thing. Volume matters, folks. Well, because, like, Trevor Bauer, I mean, obviously, shitty person. But when you get so that out of the way, I, I don't know if he's going to play next year. Um I think he probably will. It's looking like he probably will. But, um, I mean, we'll have to see. Maybe he won't be on the Dodgers. This is a whole different scenario, which I don't really want to get into. But I think the point is, like, Sugano coming out of Japan was regarded as someone who he wanted a five-year, $100 million deal. He didn't get it, but I think he got close. And but it was also like a weird year. Like no one wanted to spend that year. Well, yeah. I mean, it was the year before a new CBA. So that's always weird because teams don't know what they're doing really. They don't know what the league is going to look like in a year. They don't like, they don't know what, um, what's going to change. Fair. But I, I just like Suzuki's in demanding a hundred million from what I understand. His contract demands are pretty like tame. I think it's sub 20 million AAV from what I understand. But I feel like he could. I feel like he might. He might get a hundred million. Exactly. So like, I think he's gonna. He's gonna get. He's gonna get what he wants, money wise. It's just a matter of like, if we have a season. If we don't have a season, he won't. Well, obviously, but it it's looking more and more like that we're gonna have a season. Whether it's it's probably gonna be shortened, but it's looking like there's gonna be a season. Um. So we'll have to see. Suzuki's what twenty seven. Uh. Last year in the NPB, he had uh. He hit 317, 433, 636 with a 1069 OPS. He hit 38 homers and 538 plate appearances. I mean, like this guy is just dominating the competition over there, which, I mean, they compare it to like a quad A, you know, somewhere in between triple A and the MLB level, right? Yeah. Um, for the MPB. I mean, it's, it's so much different because it's like, it's hard to compare. It's easier to compare the Japanese league than the Korean league, like we had to do last year when, uh, when what's his fucking name, uh, Kim, for the Padres came over, and then completely sucked. So yeah, I mean, like he didn't like completely suck. He couldn't hit, but he obviously played like elite defense. But I mean, it's it's so much different for guys like that. We'll just have to see but uh suzuki doesn't have a lot of time also to sign after after the lockout i think what i think he's going like i legitimately think the second the like i think within like three days of lockout and of after lockout ends he's gonna go to boston like he really want like oh i forget the the reliever that used to play for pitch for boston like uihara yeah they're close tight like they're close um and they've had a lot of press conferences together about talking about the ba- baseball. They've talked about the Red Sox a lot. It's basically just implied that he's going to go there. So I, I don't think he's going to have a problem signing very quickly. Um, and one thing that separates him from a lot of the guys like Sitsugo and um, what do you call him? And Akiyama, who both of them have kind of been busts. Um, they have like, they had like a lot of hot, like swinging strike rate problems, like chase rate issues where it's like, that at the major league level is going to get worse because higher velocity and everything. Um, 
Say Suzuki struck out 16.2% of the time last year, and he walks 16.4% of the time. Um, he does well against high velocity whenever he's had this in the small sample size faced it. So again, small sample size doesn't really chase ever makes, he crushes the ball, like absolutely demolishes the ball. Like I, I think that like, I think a year from now, if say Suzuki is a right fielder and we, he signs with a team, like, I think we can look back and we're going to say like, say Suzuki is a consensus top, like 60, 70 player in the sport. Like that's how high I'm on him especially the base, like the defense is going to be good. The arm is really good. I think this is like a top 60, 70 player potential here. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's like obviously really early for him. Um, Cause we don't know for sure. Like, you know, how he's going to adjust to major league competition. Cause it's so much different. Like, yes, the NPV might be the best league outside of the major leagues in the entire world, but I mean, that doesn't really mean that it's the same or that it's even comparable. Right. It's, this is, this is where like the issue is of, you know, like how well will say Suzuki, tra- like how, how well will he translate? Um, now steamers really big on him. Like they have him at a 139 WRC plus zips. I think had him at like a 860 something OPS. They don't they didn't have his WRC plus when I checked. Um, and ATC has him as a 120 WRC plus. So a lot of good numbers offensively there. I know he's a, like in Japan, he had trouble. Like he would steal a lot of bases, but he would also get caught a lot. Um, so you have to kind of cut down the aggression there. Wonder how that hurts his base running value. Strong arm, good speed, be able to play right field well. I just want to note that Jack stole my tweet. Um, I'm very upset about that right now. I, I tweeted out the, the, the projection tweet and then Jack stole it. Like word for word, bar for bar. From Canada. I, I, like, I genuinely, like, if, if you're in Canada, um, and you know, one MLB nerds up there, just make sure, like, you know, he's just stuck up there for like months. Just don't let him out. Don't let him out of the country. Truckers do your job. Don't let him out of that country. Um, he stole my tweet and I'm very mad about that. Uh, but yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I wanted to address one thing with the right field, like the bottom of the list. Like I don't, I think like once you get past like Tucker and Nimmo, even though Nimmo shouldn't be there, like it's up to discretion. Like we're talking like the same tier of like two and a half, three war right fielders who like all of them are weird defensively or offensively. And so like, I don't think like we're, we had like a completely different eight, nine and 10, I think. Um, yeah. I feel like the biggest difference is like safety versus upside. Like obviously with like Teoscar Hernandez and Mike Conforto, you kind of know where you're getting. Like yeah. obviously Conforto has his struggles on defense and he had a really bad year last year. And then um, Teoscar also struggles on defense. He had a really good year last year. Um, but I, I, with Suzuki, you just don't know. Like, he could come over and he could be absolutely horrible. Or he could come over and he could be one of the best players in the league. And I wouldn't really be surprised by either. Um, I mean, maybe best player in the league is like a obviously yeah. stretch. But, like, he could be – I feel like he could be like a pretty – pretty easily a top he'd be a five win player pretty easily like a top 10 right fielder next year and i would not be surprised all. he could i feel like he could even jump up to like nemo tucker level i don't know about higher than that but none of that would really surprise me is what i'm saying so i just think we'll have to see yeah um so i guess that's that's a big say that's a lot of say suzuki talk but um Hmm. I mean, yeah, the rest of the list is kind of whatever. I had judge below bets. You had judge above bets. I feel like it's really not that big of a difference. They're kind of interchangeable, at least to me. Um, I feel like that that tier is I, I think it's pretty obvious like Soto's the best and then Acuna's second. And after that, Judge bets Harper. I feel like you can kind of put in whatever order. I've seen some people argue that Tucker's better than some of those guys, uh, such as Jack at MLB Nerds putting Tucker above Betts, which I think is a horrible take. Yeah, I think Betts is underrated as hell sometimes. Like, yeah, I get. No, I think I think I think Betts right now is one of the most underrated players in baseball because this is a guy. I mean, we're talking about a generational talent. He's 29. He already has 44 career WAR. Yeah, I understand it. He had a relative down year last year, his worst year of his career last year, 131 WRC plus 3.9 war, the four warp 
four-win player, right field. I mean, he missed a bunch of games too, which I guess is starting to become a little bit of a concern, I guess. Not really. Yeah, because he had 246 play appearances last year in a short season. He went 700 before that. And 600, 700, and 700. Like, the guy doesn't get hurt. And he had a cut, but the, I, I, the only reason I say it's a little concerning is because he had a couple of injuries last year rather than just like one big one. But um, I mean, four win player speed shot down a lot. Like it went from, but I, I, I'm assuming that's because of the hip. Like it, it's hard for me to say that Betts is going to stop being a generational defensive right fielder, which like, like it's, it's so that's a lot of value we're talking about right there. Like being, generationally good defensively and then on top of that being a 130 wrc plus hitter and providing positive defense uh base running value like that's kind of a lock for a five to six win year um harper's downside really and that's why i never can put him above bets is he'll he can hit he's a really good hitter but one you don't you can't really say a guy's a safe 170 wrc plus guy unless you're talking like trout or soto and even then Soto i don't think has hit 170 yet so you can't say he's a safe 170 he um, has hit 170. He has, has he hit? Oh, right. I'm t- 2020, right. I'm, I'm completely forgot about that season. Um, but even then, Trouts and Soto, that Trout and Soto, that's basically it. They could say 170, they're going to get to 170. Harper's not sitting at 170 in terms of his true talent. It's probably going to sit more at 150, 160. Betts will sit at 140. Which is, which is still like 160 right. is one of the best players in Incredible. the league. It just happens to be that, you know, Harper and Judge and, oh, that's loud. And Betts happens to be just playing like the best like the most stacked position at the top in all of baseball. So maybe shortstop. I mean, no, it's the, it's the most top heavy position yeah. easily in the entire league. I'd say shortstop has a case if with Tatis and um, who else? Correa, Franco, Turner, Seager. But I think after, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think when you have Mookie Betts at four and Wander Franco at four, you're talking about two completely different types of players. I just want to point out that Wander Franco has a projected 1.1 more or less than all Mookie Betts. Uh, I just want to point that out. Which is a lot. No. And Corey Seager has the same projected war as Mookie Betts. Um, you know, shortstop, you know, just respect my projections. All right. No, I'm messing with you. Um but yeah, no, I think, I think, I think there's like the first position group where you and I like agree on a lot of things. Cause like this, we had like, we went like picture perfect on the, on the uh, right field from like seven to one with the exception of judge and bets. And that's like a minute, like a individual like, nitpicky thing. I don't care how you rank the two. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the same the, spot. And, and then there's Jack who's listed something else. I wish he was here because we could we could just gang up on Jack and we can't do that today. It's very sad. But yeah. One day. The guy decides to I didn't even know he was going to Canada, but but we got we got Canadian Jack. You know what though? When he's while he's gone and stealing my tweets, um we're in the lab. What did, what, what did he tweet? He stole my Sam Suzuki tweet. And then on my private account, I tweeted uh, this picture of like, it's like the, the, the guy with like the movie with the guy, like the multiple personalities. It's like him smiling and then been angry. It's like Gio Rochelle's steamer projections where it's like a 98 WRC plus and a zip projection. That's one's all 111 WRC plus. And he stole off a private account. Like, come on, man. Like have some, have some shame, have some shame, come up with better tweets. My tweets are good. I get it. Make up your own. I'm not even a funny guy. Yeah, we've known that for a while. So, <clears throat> um, I think that's basically it, right? Um, I think we we kind of agreed here. I don't know. I don't know where you think Michael from. Jack, go. Podcast? Yeah. What up, boy? Are you muted? <laughs> okay, well... I don't know exactly what to do with Conforto. I don't know where he's going to end up. And I think that could make a difference because the way he hits, but we'll see. It's going to piss me off when like he signs just a cheap contract and like say Suzuki goes to the Red Sox and the Yankees are like, oh, we were looking for a corner outfielder, but we couldn't find one. Like, yes, you could, you fucks. Um, this happens every offseason. But, you know, Conforto's a white sock. Like, I feel like Conforto's a white sock. Like, that has to be a thing. Like, if the White Sox don't get Conforto, I'd be shocked. They need a right fielder. I mean, I guess. 
I think I think he's a Philly. Oh, I forgot about the Phillies. Yeah, they have no outfielders. I think Castellanos makes sense for them. You know why? Why? Because they are the type of team to pay for Castellanos and like be the team that gives him a shit ton of money. And then he'll go off again. No, he'll be bad. They'll trade him and then he'll have like a 170 WRC plus somewhere else. Millie's a cursed sports city. I refuse to give them any credit for anything ever. God damn it, these Japanese league players don't have uh don't have headshot images. Yes, they do they not? Uh no. Nope. Try, try baseball reference. Yeah, but like I can't put that onto this. Hold on. I'm gonna because it's not a PNG. You can make it a PNG. How? Download that JPEG. Canva. Throw it in a random, like, small thing, and I'll send it to you. All right, do it. I'm not going to ask you what your email is, because whoever reads it's going to start sending emails to you. Whoever. You know my email. It should be there. I actually don't know your email, unfortunately. Oh, wow. This is, like, so blurry. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to put a picture of him with a gray background behind it, and... Or I, I might just put like a Do picture. I might just put a picture of the Japanese flag. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found a good headshot picture you could use. Um, is this better? Yeah, this is better. I'm going to just email this. Uh, send, send your email in the chat so I can just it's copy paste it because I'm stupid. Okay. Okay, so right. pod, so everyone in the audience, we are currently trying to figure out how to. Uh, okay, well, anyways, um, I think this is basically it. Yeah, there was this. There's not to talk about. Like base the 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 um what you call them. The meetings are picking up a little bit. That's good to see, and they're going to be meeting every single day. Um, that's good, I guess. But, no, that's very good because it's about damn time. Yeah, but like, I mean, I guess is in like, we, we're not in the meetings. Like, it's not like we can go in there and like tell you what's going on. Yeah, but it looks like the reports have been more positive than negative recently. Oh, for sure. Which is definitely good. Like, that's a good start. So. Yeah, and ultimately, like, I hope things turn out well. Like, I, I really, really hope things turn out well for baseball, you know, obviously. But at the same time, like, I, I, as much as I want baseball back, I want to make sure that when it does come back, like... This is not a PNG, at, Ryan. That's not a PNG. That is a PNG. That's literally, literally says PNG. Untitled design, PNG. Yeah, but it's, else. it's not, like, it's not transparent. Oh, okay, let me throw in the cutout. Hold on. I don't know how to do that, so you can, I can do, do that. that. I can do that. Okay, well, anyways, I, I mean, it looks like things are looking up, which is obviously good. Love to see it. Um, yeah. Okay, I got the thing in the cutout finally. Okay. Um, I have this set to keep on top, but it's not keeping on top. Okay, well, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see because where, you never know. Okay, I'm. What do, you, what do you think baseball – what day? I want you to give me a day. What day is baseball coming back? You mean like what day is the lockout ending or what day yes, is the day starting? What day is the lockout ending? Um, March 14th. Okay. I'm going to say February 27th. Oh, you think it's this week? Yeah, I think it's February 27th. I don't know about all that. Yeah. That's soon. That's really soon. I'm telling you, it's going to be 27th. So that means I'm going to be wrong, by the way. I mean, I hope it's the 27th, but we'll we'll have to see. Um, what did I just do? This is still not transparent, is it? Sure. Oh, no, it is. Good job. Good job. Okay, so... All right, so I nailed that one, but I just want the audience to understand I'm a graphic artist genius. This is my pa- graphic design is my passion. No, I'm joking. I hate graphic design. I'm terrible at it. Um, all right, so basically what we're, what's going to happen is on the 27th, they're going to meet. 
They're going to be like, we're doing this. They're going to hear the podcast. And you're like, yep. We need to get it done by the 27th to validate. And then I get to clip this, tweet it, say I'm a genius. And if nothing happens, don't forget this ever happened. I never said this. And if it happens on the 14th, you said the 14th or the 13th? Yeah, the, I said the 14th. If it happens on the 14th, uh, then I will just get this podcast deleted, unfortunately. No, I'm joking. Okay, well, that's not right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, that's such a stupid thing to say, like, guess the day that it ends. But Yes, no, guess the day that it ends. 27. It's going to be 27. We'll have to see. Hopefully sooner rather Does than it, later. Because remember, um, MLB is so Jesse Rogers tweeted this. MLB is clear on one point: if a deal is not made by Monday, games will be canceled and will not be made up. The season will be less than 162 games, and players will not be paid for a full season, no matter what. So that's why I say happens on the 27. Like I don't think players want to lose games. Players lose games; they're kind of screwed because they lose money. I mean, yeah, money's bad. There it is. I mean, yeah, but then they're going to have to settle, and I don't think they want to settle either. Right. But they won't. Like, something will happen. Something go. I don't know, man. I fucking hate that. I fucking hate them owners, man. Like, they're just losers. Grade-A losers, man. I don't know. The players are fucking stupid. They, they're asking for 900000 minimum salary. That's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. They should. But that's you have to ask for, and then you you bid down. Um. I don't but, know. I feel, I feel like you're running out of time. And? Look, the thing is, with the players, right? Okay. I saw this tweet. Uh, basically, in order... So, your first six years, once you make the big... So, your first six years, if you spend, you know, five years in the minors and your first year in the majors, you make, um, on average, $100,000. And that's if you make the big leagues. A lot of guys don't make the big leagues. So to get to 100,000 AAV over that six-year stretch on it, so your average, add up all your money, divide okay. 100,000 a year, you have to get to the majors. You have to. If you don't, you're fucked. You don't get that money, and you will end up making like 30 grand like a year. So you got to raise that minimum so that that number can be more like, you know, you make it to big leagues. Okay, so that's 200, 300,000, right? You know? I guess. Like, you're, you're, you can't, how do I put this? You can't, you can't be in a, you can't market a sport to athletes that you don't, you don't see your first six figure contract until like five or six years into your pro career. You can't market that. Who seven figure, play? seven figure. No, six figure. Cause the minimum is 500,000. Yeah. But seven year. Oh, you mean into their like pro career? Yeah. Pro career, not, not major league career. Uh, like you, you can't can, market you can that. Ve- you can very easily market that. That's what they've been doing for the last hundred years. And it's a do- it's a sport that isn't as popular as the NFL or the NBA for a reason. Like, dude, if that's you're not, if, that's not the reason. Dude, it's I, I know that's not exactly the reason, but what I'm saying is, as an athlete, that's like, not the reason exactly? at all. But what I'm saying is, like, in terms of, of like, what an athlete would want to play, why would any athlete willingly make the financial decision to go play the sport of baseball when you can go become a great and okay NFL player? An okay NFL player makes more money than an okay MLB player. That's I mean, true. Yeah, but they're, like, completely different skill sets. It's not like, oh, just because you'd be good in the MLB would mean that you would. No, but players who are good at both. There are players who are good at both, right? That's just a lot of guys who are really good at sport, at, like, in high school. Get all like a lot of guys who are really good at baseball in high school tends to be good in another sport and they could be good enough to maybe get another offer, right? So you go into college and you're thinking to yourself, like, what would I, what, what sport am I going to commit to and be really, really, really good at? Is it going to be the sport that I maybe am lucky to see a six figure contract or is it the sport in which I'm going to make millions of dollars to be a contract swap if I'm terrible? To but there's just a shitty deal. But there's just so many more people who who make it like there's so many more pro baseball players and there are pro football players and pro like no you carry 52 man rosters in the nfl yeah and there's there's 31 there's one nfl league where there's so many pro baseball leagues but none of them making money like let's just be real man you're not making money for now in the major leagues you're making nothing you're making close you're making like internship money because it's basically, but it's basically an internship for most most of those guys have no chance at making the major leagues. 
So do and you they, see a problem? Why would why would any double A team want to pay their random ass like filler players anything? They're not like they're not generating any revenue. It doesn't make any sense for the for the owners to want to pay that money to them. The only reason that they're even there is is to get the other players, the 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 guys who actually like are prospects to give them competition. Well, here's what you're missing out. How are these guys supposed to get better if they don't have the resources to diet properly, work out properly, devote time to their craft? They're, How are they're supposed not. To get they're not supposed to get better. They're but not. That, so there. you see the. Do you see not the there to get better. That's not what the do, owners do see, want. They do don't do want their, the problem. There why would they no not problem. want them to get better? That's, why would that's they, what you want. No, but th- there's no reason to. Okay, it's just not worth the investment because how often is a 30-year-old in double A gonna make an investment? No, we're not talking about 30 year olds in double A. We're not that's ta- exactly we're talking, what I'm talking about. No, we're but th- those are like rare. We're ta- I'm talking about like a ran a fringe prospect in double A who's like a reliever or just a baseball player who maybe has a shot of becoming something at the major league level, something of value. Just and get all to those guys have enough money from their signing. They don't, they, they don't. No, they don't. You have how, to be really okay. How often is it that a guy, and, and I'm not talking about exceptions. I'm talking about like the rule. No one drafted in the 18th round is make is making a major impact at the major league level. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I'm literally. I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go through the top 30 projected players. I'm gonna tell you their draft positions. I'm not gonna pick guys who obviously weren't drafted. It went were selected in different methods, right? Um, we're gonna go and look at. So, how so you're gonna selected. look at only the white guys. I can't, how am I going to pick up? I, I can't really, choose, how am I going to do it for international free agents? Because I, I can't, they, they don't get drafted. They're like right. generational and, superstar prospects. And even then, but a lot of those guys become busts. And they still get a massive signing bonus. But that's to go play and make nothing for like, like the, the signing bonus. But that's the point. Like the best of the best. But you have to, like, in the NBA, you don't have to be the best of the best to make a look. We're not, I'm but not in the NBA, like, you have to be the best of the best to even get drafted. And MLB, like, Every year, what, 1,500 players get drafted. In the NBA, asking, 60 get drafted. Dude, what I'm asking for is I'm asking for players to have a – because you deserve to have a livable wage, a minimum wage at least. You can't even get to minimum wage. How can you not pay your – they don't have a union. They're not even allowed to unionize. You can't, they don't have a union, and they don't pay play for minimum wage. Dude, they have a, a government they, – they went to the government to try to get an exception. For so that they didn't have to pay the minimum wage. It's and stupid. They, why can't why can't they get paid minimum wage? Why? Because they don't like every yes, other they do minimum generate, wage. They do generate that value. Double do you know how hard players, it is to not generate minimum wage value? Double A players are not generating mi- minimum wage value. Yes, they are. Where is double A baseball making money? Because dude, okay. No I one want, goes I want to those games. And even the ones who do tickets to double A games are like three dollars. Okay, um, let me pick a random Cubs prospect. So this is how value value works on this on, on the uh, this is how you could kind of get a decent gauge of value, right? For context, do you know who? Um, listen, to, I, this is just my last name. Do you know who Jeremiah Jeremiah Estrada is? No. Okay, Jeremiah Estrada's in the Cubs farm system. Twenty three innings last year out of the bullpen. One five seven ERA. Great. In Probably good. Double A, I believe. No, A ball, A ball, A ball. He's his value is zero point two million. So two hundred thousand dollars in terms of his trade value. If you trade him for two hundred thousand dollars, a t- that he's worth around not getting paid close to two hundred thousand dollars. He's worth that money on the market, based on trade value. He's worth two hundred thousand dollars. Is he getting two hundred thousand dollars? No, not, that's not what that means though. But that's his that's a team, his value in terms of what a team would have to realistic like what a team would if you were to sign him on the open market, what would he get? What would he be worth to a team? He should get 200000 But these guys don't get that money. They get nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Dude, you mean to tell me, you need to tell me like okay. You need to tell me um and Jeremiah Estrada worth two hundred thousand dollars. Got a signing bonus of one million dollars for being a six-round pick. So what's your point here? Like they're getting okay. How many years he got paid? How's five, five times. That was his first year in the majors. Or in okay, in, so that's a signing in, bonus. 
Okay. Right. So three years down there, right? Three years. So he's probably made like a million and a hundred thousand, right? So well, no, you have to it's not, three years, but it's not since, even three years. It's since 2017. He that one million dollars trying to stretch it five years. Dollars over five years. He's played 18 games. It doesn't matter. You, you, you. My point is, he's still a valuable prospect in that system because one, he has really good fastball, really good change. Like he can be a good reliever at the major level. That is true. He can still be a good reliever at the major level. The and only way it happens though, paid, he'll get paid accordingly once he's that good reliever at that major league level. No, that doesn't make sense though, because he can't. How is he supposed to get better without the financial asset? To get, he doesn't have any of the financial assets to go out and improve himself. He has a million dollars. Had a million dollars that has now been, dude. That's one hundred sixty-six thousand dollars a year, not including taxes. And that's if that's if 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 over those six years he hasn't spent a dime of it. Okay, so that's a six-round pick. So that's a six-round pick. After that, you don't. Do you think signing bonus is one million dollars after that? After what? After the sixth round? Yeah, I think it's still a million. It's probably a little less, right? Maybe nine hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars, right? I mean, I have no idea how much a seventh round pick is okay. making in a signing bonus, but that's not really the point. We're talking about specific players right now. I'm talking about in the grand scheme of things. There's no reason that an owner would play this, pay this guy, like. I, I don't know what I don't know what the players are. Also, there's nobody got a million dollars because the slot value in round six nowadays is in the hundred thousands, the well, low I'm, hundred thousands. I'm literally reading on Google that he got a million dollars. What the heck? So they hold on because they they gave him a million dollars so that he wouldn't go to UCLA. Oh, that makes sense. He was a high schooler. Okay, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But even so, they that's to get him to go. So that's the entice. That's the enticement. So like average guys don't get that. I don't know how I managed to land on a guy who got a million dollars. It's pretty crazy. Um, but these slot values after the first, the second round basically drop below a, a million, and then you're in the minor league, say five years. That means hopefully you're lucky enough to have been picked in like the third round at minimum. Um, you get picked in the fourth, you're dropping to the point in which you're going to get under $100,000 a year to play professional baseball. Um, you know, I, I don't – look, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if – I know it doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of like, oh, why would owners pay more when they could pay less? Well, you know, at exactly. least give them minimum wage. But give them minimum wage. That's the – that's only – the owners have a shit ton of money. It costs them nothing. To them, it's nothing. Maybe it's to really them nothing. It's nothing, but nothing adds up. You pay every single player in your minor league system. That's middle like, wage. One hundred and fifty players. Yeah, they don't own a baseball team. Don't own a baseball team. If you can't pay, but that's middle that's wage, not, that that doesn't make any sense. Why yes, would it you does. Ever, No, it doesn't because the, why would you sell a baseball team if it's profitable? As James, it is right question. Now? Why would you change it to make it less profitable? I have a question, James. Small I mean, business owner. Small business owner, can they can they say I'm opening a company, hiring these workers, I'm not paying them a minimum wage? Can they do that? No. But why are we allowing major league owners to do it? Why is it okay? What makes it okay? These the workers, first of all, they don't have a union, so that's they can't the really. They the can't fight these it. are the problems. They can't Z, fight these. It, so these are the problems. They, so this so is the owners I'm, can do what they want because problem because I mean maybe that's a problem. Then unionize like. Don't but they sign, can't. That's the project. Don't sign contracts that say you can't unionize. That's on you. Like if you're signing a contract that you don't want to sign or you don't know, but they don't get to sign that contract. They do. They they sign the contract. They they put their name in a signature. Right. Okay. But, but they don't get to they don't get to, they're not at these union uh owner meetings to like they don't get a like it's not like these minor leagues like guys, let's just not unionize. It's like here's this contract. Cool. By the way, you can't unionize. Okay. Like, there's nothing else you can do. What are you going to do about it? Like, decide I'm never going right. to play professional baseball until we all unionize. Like, that's not going to happen. You, you literally don't even make any and, money in the first and I, place. And I understand where, where people are coming from when they say, like, oh, owners should be paying for. I, I think it's these minor league teams should have housing. That's like bare minimum stuff here. Um, Like, if you're going to, if you're going to play, you should be housed. Like, and you should be fed, but these are like simple things. Um, but once you get to like, how much, how much do you think, what is minimum wage for these guys? Cause 
they're only really working two hours a day for five months of the year. Are you paying them to practice? Yeah, like, that's labor. That's labor. That's, that's practice. But anything you require them to do, they should be paid minimum wage for. But nothing's really required. Like they're choosing this job. They're choosing this profession. That's the and same thing that works in job. Like you don't, no one's going to put a gun to your head and tell you you're going to work. You just get fired. Yeah. And that's what happens. So then why can't they get minimum wage? If every other form of labor requires you to be paid minimum wage, why can't they be paid minimum wage? The answer is the owners are cheap. They haven't, they can't, they don't allow minor league players. The, 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 it, all the reasons stem back to owners are cheap. Owners don't let them. Of course them. they're owners cheap. Are bitch. Every, everyone they're should losers. be. Rich, what, losers. rich people get richer by being cheap. Yes, I get that. But they're and cheap they're ex- to the point in which they're. they're, they're every, in- every rich person ever has exploited labor. I, okay, but the, you don't, the, you don't the point get, in which you're you not paying get, minimum wage. You don't get rich by not exploiting labor. I get that. But do you not? That's, a, that's kind of. We're talking about like a problem now. Like, this is a problem. Right. Like you can't we can't you can't have a sport in which systematically you have a system in which owners don't even pay guys minimum wage. You can't do that. Like these guys are these these are people, human beings, people who are living below the poverty line. They get paid so much up front. The ones the ones who are there as prospects. Now, the ones who are there as 30 year old double A players, like that's on them. Like, do you want do you want those guys like even minimum wage. Yes, for them. anyone that works for no, you. No, I should, understand that. Like even the seventy-five-year-old cashier wage, should get minimum wage. That's not a living wage for these guys because they're only working like what five or six months, and so you're saying anything, anything required. Okay, so and then obviously this depends on the state. Like if you're playing in South Carolina, you're gonna make South Carolina minimum wage or some shit like that. Um, but if you are paying these guys five months of the year to work what seven seven I, I mean I don't know how much do minor leaguers work like outside of games how much are minor leaguers practicing I have no idea um probably but, so you probably pay them based on their like this whenever they have to show up the same so see if show up at one maybe you don't go by hour maybe you set a minimum game rate and like you have, because I want baseball settling that I want these, like these guys are making a salary like people on minimum wage jobs don't make a salary they make they get paid by the hour right like, these these are salaried workers it's a lot different but like you get what I'm saying when I mean like like just something that isn't and uh, like eight thousand dollars over six months is absurdly low. Like that's ridiculously low. You cannot. There's no one who can feasibly live off that. You'd have to have like, and then you're traveling constantly as well. So that's a big expense. If you want to go practice, like getting. If you want to, like, you know, but, they, like but getting, it's not. It's not like these minor league teams aren't paying for that travel. Like, no, but I'm just saying travel. Like you still have to pay. Like when you when you travel, you still want to like you know, get some. You gotta get food. You gotta either cook or get food. You don't pay for all your food. That's not they, they, they give you they give you terrible food. You know, you wanna like, especially if you're a guy who's like, like, how do you, you know, I, I don't know if, if I think I've discussed this before, but like they draft you'll draft guys to like have a good hit tool, develop their power. How are you supposed to bulk when you're eating like shitty food and you're trying to bulk and put on you're trying to have make sure you hit certain nutrient goals? You can't do it. You, so you do it with that better. with that million dollar signing bonus that you get for being drafted in the sixth round, like uh, Jeremiah no. brought up. Yeah, but that's if like you're like a really good high school, like you fell there because people thought you may have not signed, but the Cubs entice you because they uh, they they you know they they paid other slot value for some other guys. And look, but if you're a guy look, like a sixth round pick, six six years later, where did that million dollars go? They have a guy who's 23 years old in single A. If, yeah, and who's probably going to rise up pretty quickly this year because he pitched really well this year. And you know watch, what? Watch this. Like, watch this. We'll we'll listen back to this in a, at the end of the when, season. And Jeremiah Estrada is in the major leagues, but but that's like okay. You picked a really really random case. I know it happens a lot where guys get drafted later because teams don't think they're gonna sign and they sign for more. But okay, let me pick. Let me just let me go to the Yankees. Let me pick a random Yankee. We're gonna go. Are we gonna pick? Who the fuck is Barclay? We're gonna pick Barclay or, or Beltre. This Beltre guy. No Barclay. We're gonna pick Barclay. Edgar Barclay. Please tell me you were. Yes, you were drafted. Fifteenth round. Fifteenth round. Yes. This is perfect. This is perfect. For my for what I'm trying to say. 
He was given a. He was given a. Where the fuck is this guy? Edgar Edgar. $125,000 signing bonus worth $0.6 million, so $600,000. He should be paid a lot more than whatever the hell he got. And most he's not 15, some random. Most, most 15 round pick, 15th round picks don't play any professional baseball. And by the way, Ed, Edgar Barclay um, rose up. So he's he's 23 right now, pitched in Abel last year and then at 2-2 ERA. Rose up from A ball to a high A, um, high ERA, but really high strikeout rates as a reliever. Started for a little bit. They're probably going to make him a full time reliever. He didn't do too well as a starter. Yeah, six ERA as a starter. Um, yeah, and then he had a really rough outing as another as a starter, and then you know sub three ERA as a reliever. So they're probably going to make him a reliever. He's getting paid nothing. Still has a shot to make the majors. Probably wants to put on maybe some pounds or maybe lose some pounds. I don't know what he wants to do. How is he supposed to feed himself himself properly or train? I don't, with what money? Of course. Obviously, when you hear most people talking about it, especially like in, you know, like podcasts like these or like media, stuff like that, everyone is so pro player. And obviously in – in a perfect world, the players are paid millions of dollars to go out there and play double A ball. But from the owner's perspective, why would they ever do that? It just, it's just not. And especially since they can get away with it and they keep getting away with it, maybe maybe they should be be maybe they should be paying these guys minimum wage. And maybe it's like technically not legal, but it is because it's like. It's legal, but it's bullshit that it's legal. That's what I'm gonna say. It's right. Legal, but like it's it's, it's legal, and so they're gonna keep doing it. But what 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 are the players gonna do? They can't do anything about it because now that now I mean the owners have all the leverage. I know everyone's like, oh, the players like they they like you know this happened last off season or a couple of years. I mean the 2020 season when it got shortened. Everyone's like, oh, but the players like if 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 the player, if the season doesn't happen, the owners win because they're still like, they don't have to pay the players and the players have to get paid. Like the owners have so much more money that like they can, and they have outside with- sources. Like dude, John J. Fisher, the A's owner is a fucking billionaire in the base. They're all billionaires. They're all billionaires. Yeah. The dude makes insane money, but it's not because of the A's because he goes and he has like in a bunch of other, he's fine. He doesn't need the A's. Exactly. Money. Exactly. And so, like, the players have no leverage here. They they're gonna have to sign whatever deal the owners want them to. At this point, like, they can keep getting the little things they want, like the universal DH, good for them. Like, that's really like the owners didn't want to do that. I don't know why they didn't want to do that, but because just racist. But like, cool. You have universal DH now. But what does that mean? Like, that's the thing that they compromised on, but they don't get the other things that matter more like getting fucking paid but they're gonna have to sign a deal so what are you gonna do about it and you know wait, go ahead and if they delay the season like that sucks for the fans and it sucks for the players but the owners don't care i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna go over there and make them sign a good deal don't worry i'll handle this I I'm a great negotiator. Do you know that? Great. Like, watch this, James. You will um you will you will be less mean to me. Um, you will no longer bully me and make fun of me ever. Never. Any reward, I'll give you like five bucks. I'll like Venmo you five bucks. I mean, you can Venmo me as much money as you want, but I don't know about all that. All right, never mind. Okay, not a good negotiator. But no, I agree with you on the uh, whole like. I mean, owners. They, they just don't have to do shit and players kind of have this is a whole life I, I mean I just I, yeah like like for the owners having no season is not nearly as detrimental as it is for having the the fuck as well, it, for, yeah the players there's gonna be a time in which like when the when Passan tweets the baseball's back tweet like that tweet's gonna go nuclear I don't think there's gonna be a more liked tweet 
in the history of ever. Well, there's definitely be more liked tweets in the history. And, of and, and I don't think I think it's gonna be Passan's like most liked tweet, I think, or interactive with tweet. And then I don't know. Do you say yeah, because I had first time it said center field. Ah, you're welcome for that PNG, by the way. Just that guy. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, obviously, I hope we have a season, and so does everyone else. But yeah, like every everything I've ever seen on the internet is like, oh, the players, the players, the players, the players. But why would the owners ever agree to anything that helps the players? They don't need to. They have no reason to. They the players have no leverage. I'm hoping that we and like just, all those all those fucking threads from those career minor leaguers, like I was a minor leaguer for ten years. I think this like cool. The owners don't care. I think it's just more for like the for fans to understand because they we we're not like we don't understand we we really don't know what's going on in those negotiations. Yeah, obviously, but we'll have to see. All right, so I think that'll do it for episode 54. Jeremiah Estrada, if you're listening to this, you will make it to the major leagues. I believe in you. Please do it. I need need to push some narratives. Go go win a World Series with the Cubs in like five years. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, If you've made it this far listening to Ryan, I don't know how you've done it, but um, we'll see you next time in episode 55. And we don't outro the ladies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.